0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, It's been a busy week so far. A lot of things happening that uh, we need to talk about today. And, of course, uh, one of the things that's not being talked about at all, though, by the national news media is the fact that we had a... U.S. Army veteran died on Monday. A young man, Army Sergeant John Marshall, who died out in Surprise, Arizona. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, obviously, it's not to most of the national news media, most of the politicians in the country. But it is to me, and it certainly is to his family. Because here's the reason he died. He died because the VA refused to treat him for cancer. Cancer that he got while serving in Iraq from being exposed to the fumes from burn pits. Now, the burn pits in Iraq—they use them to dispose of uh, weapons. They use them to dispose of electronics. They used them to dispose of chemicals. Uh, they put out a lot of toxic fumes, and this has been admitted by the military in the past. This young man developed cancer, went to the VA to get help, and the VA didn't have time for him, didn't want to fool with him, denied his claim. Remember, Phoenix, Arizona is the place that was diagnosed several years ago with the help of me and and members of the United States Justice Foundation helping to expose this, what was going on with veterans being disarmed. But the VA in Phoenix is responsible through negligence and deliberate fraud, is responsible for at least 40 deaths. That's what the government's admitted to. My research indicates that it's probably more like 200 or more deaths in the VA in Phoenix. They were hiding records of veterans who were trying to get treatment at the VA and couldn't even get an appointment. And they were basically the VA employees were taking these records and just throwing them away or hiding them somewhere so that they wouldn't show up with people that were being untreated. Forty veterans died. The problem was supposed to have been fixed. Remember, Congress passed a law, which Obama signed, that said that if veterans could not get treatment, at a VA center within 40 miles from their home, they could get treatment locally. They had to travel a little 40 miles, they could get treatment locally. And the government would pay for it. Well, I've had numerous complaints come to me from veterans saying that this is bull, that they can't get the treatment, and what they're doing is they're going to the Local doctors and the VA is turning down the claims, saying things like, well, there's a VA clinic within 40 miles of you. But they're not saying VA clinic, they're saying saying VA facility. So someone being treated, and I've talked to people, they need treatment for cancer, they need treatment for heart problems, and there's no VA hospital within 40 miles. In some cases, there's not one within 100 miles. But there, for example, in the case of the the gentleman with the heart problems, he needed specific treatment for cardiac problems. He tried to get it locally. The VA said, no, you can't because there's a clinic within 40 miles of you, a dental clinic that doesn't treat anything but do anything but dental work. You can't get treated in a dental clinic for your heart problems. But this man has been denied treatment. Now we have Sergeant Marshall. Where does he live? He lives in Surprise, Arizona, a suburb of Phoenix. So the VA hospital in Phoenix has not changed his stripes at all. They are still continuing veterans, or continuing to kill veterans. What happened? to the director of the VA Center in Phoenix, and some of the employees that were involved in this, in hiding the records, and the deaths of veterans. Nothing. The director of the clinic was put on administrative leave, where she was able to basically sit on her butt and do nothing and collect her full salary and benefits then I think she was ultimately able to retire. Other employees of the VA were transferred to other locations with no loss of pay or benefits, no reprimands, no nothing. It's typical of what happens in the Obama administration. Nobody gets fired in the Obama administration for wrongdoing. How do you get fired in the Obama administration? to tell the truth. We have a bunch of intelligence analysts out there who have been for months now saying that the Obama strategy against ISIS was not working, that ISIS was, in fact, growing stronger. They had been analyzing intelligence. They had been making these reports. And they had been told to falsify their reports But the president didn't want anybody to know the truth about what was happening with ISIS. Some of the senior analysts that have come forward and complained about this have now been fired by the Obama administration. As far as I know, those are the first firings that have taken place in this administration. Most of the people who get in trouble are put on administrative leave and then ultimately allowed to retire. Now, the administrative leave is supposedly while the investigation is going on. There's no investigation of people that are doing things wrong in the Obama administration, no investigation of people that are lying. People are telling the truth, that's another matter. So that's where we stand at this point with the VA. Nothing has changed. Nothing. The VA is still going on with their campaign to disarm American veterans. I'm still getting reports almost on a daily basis of people who are facing this type of thing. and It's not even slowing down. In fact, there's a report going around the Internet that 260,000 veterans have lost their Second Amendment rights just in the last few months. I don't think it's that high because the total, but we know the total is over 200,000 that have had their rights stripped away from them, and we know that the program seems to be accelerating. Now, for those of you that might be new listeners and, and don't really know what I'm talking about, in a nutshell, we learned about three years ago because we saw the actual letters that were being received by veterans from the VA saying that, telling the veterans that because of their mental or physical disabilities, they were going to be declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs. And a fiduciary was going to be appointed to represent that. Now, the fiduciary program has been around for a long time in the VA. It was designed to help elderly veterans that might be suffering from dementia and weren't able to make decisions like when to pay their bills on times and this sort of thing. So usually a family member was appointed to handle their finances for them. Now the program has been expanded, so the VA is declaring veterans incompetent for any reason whatsoever that they want to, without any medical examination, without any psychiatric examination unnecessarily taking place. Veterans are being declared incompetent because they have minor PTSD, because they've ever been depressed, maybe a the loss of a buddy in combat, they're getting declared incompetent because they let their spouses pay the family bills, or and I've got all this in writing. I've got this. This is from the VA. Uh, we, in fact, are representing a veteran uh, right here in East Texas who has had this happen to him. He was declared incompetent by the VA to handle his own financial affairs because his bills were automatically paid every month out of his checking account by the bank. This is not the only guy this has happened to. And then the letter that they received goes on to say once you have been declared incompetent, you can no longer own, possess, transport, or purchase firearms or ammunition. If you do, you're guilty of a felony. Then we found out that once they've been declared incompetent, they are their names are then sent to the FBI, which automatically puts these veterans on the NICS list, which is a National instant Criminal Background Checklist that prohibits them from legally purchasing firearms in this country. Now, what makes this very interesting is that they're not criminals. They haven't been convicted of any crime. They haven't even been charged with any crime. So how are they being put on the list? Well, the list also includes people who have been declared adjudicated to be mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. That's the category that all these veterans are being put in. Sir so Charles Grassley's office, who we've been working with, has determined that of the people in that category on the next list, 99.3% of them are military veterans, well over 200,000. There's been no adjudication process as required by law. There's been no hearing in front of a judge or administrative judge. Most of the time, these people have never been examined by a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Nobody has actually determined them to be mentally ill, much less mentally ill to the point of being a danger themselves or others. So why are they being put on the list? Well, three years ago, we filed a suit against the VA because we had sent them Freedom of Information Act request. We wanted to know why this was being done, under what authority it was being done, and how they were choosing who was going to be put on the list. They refused to respond. We finally sued them. federal judge ordered them to respond, and they again refused to respond. Well, actually, what they did is they said, well, you can look at our website. Well, I looked at their website, and there was nothing on their website about this. Finally, the judge forced them to turn over some documents to us. One of those documents was a memorandum between the FBI and the VA, which clearly says that the FBI is going to take any name given by the VA of any veteran who is declared incompetent to have their own financial affairs, and they are going to automatically put them on the next list in the category of being mentally ill to the point of being in danger themselves or others. No questions asked by the FBI. Automatic. What happens once they get on that list? Well, we've helped some veterans. We're having these cases on an individual basis, and we're helping veterans all we can, and we're helping some veterans get the determination of being incompetent reversed. That should get them taken off the next list, right? Wrong. The FBI is refusing to take them off the list, refusing to even discuss it. We are continuing in our fight here. If you are a veteran and you have been declared incompetent or you've received a letter saying they're going to declare you incompetent or you have been declared incompetent and had it reversed but can't get off the next list, contact us. Contact me personally at michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at USJF, for United States Justice Foundation, usjfmail.net. We will represent you and do what we can to help you, give you legal advice, help you prepare appeals. We will do all of this with no charge whatsoever to you or your family. So contact us.
2: Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution.
0: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
1: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
2: Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama Eligibility Cases, the NDAA Illegal Detention Issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today.
0: You're listening to America'sWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So, let me give you that email address again. If you're a veteran, you can contact me personally. If you are, or if you have a family member who's a veteran who has received one of these letters from the VA having trouble with the VA, contact me at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at U-S-J-F-Mail, dot net. We will represent you at no charge. And if you have an attorney already representing you and they want us, our help, have them contact me and we'll provide them with, with all the help we can, again, at no charge. Of course, we're spending a lot of money on this, and we're spending a lot of money on other projects that we're working on, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But if you would like to support us, you can go to usjf.net, That's United States Justice Foundation, usjf.net, and you can find out there how to contribute to us. We're a 501c3 organization, so contributions to us are tax-deductible for you. We don't get a lot of money from millionaires. We don't get any money from millionaires, for that matter. Uh, Progressive insurance, progressive insurance, uh, gives a million dollars a year to the American Civil Liberties Union. We don't have anybody doing that for us. We rely on small contributions from people like those in my listening audience. I got a contribution recently for $10,000 given to me that was a tremendous contribution. We don't get a lot of those, but we use a lot more. But please donate, go to usjf.net because here's what we're doing in addition to working on the veterans' cases. We have filed over a dozen briefs just in the last few months. These are of the court amicus briefs that we have filed in courts of appeal around the country and in the United States Supreme Court we filed a brief in support of the little sisters of the poor. This is the order of nuns as Obama essentially trying to put out of business because they do not want to submit to Obamacare and be forced to provide contraceptive services and morning after abortion pills to the female employees that work for them. And Obama saying, we don't care about your freedom of religion religion means nothing to us if you're Christian. It only means something to the Obama administration if you're Muslim. So they are trying to force the Little Sisters of the Poor to do something that violates their conscience. We filed a amicus brief in the Supreme Court of the United States supporting the Little Sisters of the Poor. We filed a brief just yesterday in the United States Supreme Court in the case of Texas versus United States. That is the case where the governor of the state of Texas, along with 26 other governors from around the country, are suing the Obama administration to have the amnesty executive order that he made a few months ago have it set aside. Basically, that order was Obama said, I'm going to legalize over 9 million people who are illegally in this country by the way, I'm going to fly in the face right now of a Library of Congress which has deemed politically incorrect the use of the term illegal aliens and ordered it, restricted from all library uh, registries. Well, I'm not a library registry. People that cross our border illegally or illegal aliens, that is the correct term. I don't care what's politically incorrect. That's what they are. Obama says, I'm going to legalize 9 million of those folks and all their family members on top of that, put them on a fast track to citizenship, and try to get them registered to vote in 2016. Under the Constitution of the United States, Obama does not have the authority to make any determinations regarding immigration law. Under the Constitution, that is strictly provided to the Congress. Congress is clearly put in charge by specific language of all issues involving naturalization of new citizens. And that includes the immigration policy. The Supreme Court has clearly said that on several occasions. Nowhere in the Constitution is the President of the United States authorized to make laws on his own change laws amend laws on his own or ignore laws on his own in fact the Constitution specifically tasks the President to make sure that all laws passed by Congress are enforced it's as simple as that yet Obama has chosen number one to ignore existing immigration laws and to basically inform the Border Patrol that they're not to stop anybody from coming across the border. It doesn't matter if they're gang members from Central America. It doesn't matter if they're suspected terrorists from the Middle East. It doesn't matter who they are. We'll let them in. Doesn't matter how many American citizens they kill. We'll let them in. I have people I know who are working down on the border. And it's absolute chaos on the Texas border. And the same is true in uh, Arizona and Mexico and California. So Obama's chosen in that regard to ignore the law that exists. And then he's granted this amnesty, which is clearly unconstitutional. Suit was filed by the state of Texas in the state of Texas, joined by many other states, like I mentioned, and the district Federal District Court judge ruled that it was unconstitutional, what Obama had done. Then the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled the same thing, that it was unconstitutional. We filed a brief in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and now we have filed a brief in the United States Supreme Court. We have a delicate situation here because we have a four-to-four tie, essentially, between the so-called Republican-appointed judges and the Democrat-appointed judges. And if this is not made a decision, if the Supreme Court does not decide this because they, if it's, a, it's a tie, there is no decision. In that case, the Court of Appeals' decision will stand. Now, we were hoping to get a broader decision by the Supreme Court on this. But that would be a victory. But it's not an assured victory. Because we know the four Democrat-appointed justices, they're committed socialists. They're committed to destroying the Constitution. They're committed to going zig zig-hile every time Obama walks by. So we know what they're going to do. What we don't know is what Justice Anthony Kennedy might do or even Judge Roberts, because they can be loose cannons. Remember, Anthony Kennedy voted to legalize gay marriage, found that that was in the Constitution, that the Constitution gave gays a right to be married. Where? In the Constitution. Heck, if I know... I've not only read the constitution over and over again, I have written a booklet called Our Constitution. Where I take each article, each section, and each amendment to the constitution, and I put them in the way they were originally written. Then I have my comments about what they actually mean. And I point out things like the phrase separation of church and state is not in the constitution. Numerous people have told me they thought it was, because they had been taught that in high school or in college. That phrase was in the Constitution. It is not. Just like there is no mention of marriage in the Constitution. No mention whatsoever. No right to abortion granted in the Constitution. Yet we have Supreme Court justices coming out and saying that these are constitutional rights. If you want to order a copy of my booklet, you can get one for $6 on the Internet. Go to www.constitution.jigsy.com and you can order it there and you can find out how to order multiple copies at nice discounts. So a lot of people order numerous copies of this booklet, and they order it to give out, in some cases to churches, to political groups, but in a lot of cases to give out to schools. A few years ago, we had a Rotary club in South Texas order 500 copies, and we gave them a big discount for that, 500 copies, so they could give them out to all the juniors entering high school in the six school districts. We've had some private schools around the country also order large numbers of booklets. But you can get your copy for $6. And take a look at it and help me get it out because we are facing a major crisis right now in this country. We are facing an election where we have millions of people out there who are either voting for a socialist who is pushing policies that have failed everywhere they've been tried in the world for a hundred years policies that deny personal freedoms and this guy's getting millions of votes and there are millions of people out there who are not voting for him they're voting for a career criminal of course I'm talking about Hillary Clinton If either of these people are elected, we're going to have another term run by the policies of Barack Hussein Obama, who, as far as I'm concerned, has committed treason against this country repeatedly. Part of the problem we've got is that, and I've seen people interviewed in the college campuses, they're asked, what is socialism? They don't know. All they know is that Bernie Sanders says that they can go to college for free if he's elected. And so free stuff is always a good thing. Of course, it's not really free. It might be free to the college student. But you and I are going to pay for it. The Americans out there paying, working hard and paying taxes, we do the pay for that. Not free stuff. Just like the free cell phones and the free food and the free clothing and the free health care. Free housing is being given to the illegal aliens in this country. That's not free. It's free to them. It's not free for us. People don't understand what's happening. They don't understand socialism. And they don't understand the Constitution. Let's take our second break now. Yeah?
2: Who is or what is USJF? It is a non-profit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama Eligibility Cases, the NDAA Illegal Detention Issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with
1: Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show, Our Constitution, on AmericasWebRadio.com.
2: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a non-profit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government as well as those involved in legal cases have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening
0: to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So college students are flocking to vote for Hillary or for Bernie Sanders. In other words, they're flocking to vote against freedom, against the Constitution, against liberty, against the free market economy. And they have no clue why other than the free stuff. They don't know what socialism is. They don't know what communism is. They're not being taught that anymore. They certainly don't know anything about the Constitution. And that's why I keep pushing my little booklet. I'm not making any money off this booklet, by the way. Every penny that comes in, I roll over into the corporate account of the corporation I set up just to handle the sale of this booklet what we're doing is rolling all the money that comes in into that account so that we can give big discounts on the booklet to subsidize schools for example
2: Yeah,
1: Duncan. we basically sell this booklet for cost to schools and any of the money that comes in from other old booklet orders goes into that account I'm entitled to royalties on it I haven't taken any royalties. Well, never take any royalties, really. Uh, I took some expenses out when initially you did the booklet. But most of the money goes into that account. You set the booklet up so that we can print more copies when we need to because well, we're yeah, now on our third printing. Uh, and also because right now we're working.
0: Here, this shouldn't
1: cost us you know? cost anything. Uh, we're working to get it put on Amazon Kindle no, as an no, e-book. I don't
0: feel like
1: that. No. So know, if you order a copy of that booklet, or more copies to give out to family and friends. You can help get the word
2: out.
1: You can get the word out to schools and colleges, college students. This is what it's all about. This is what the Constitution says. This This is what you're about to give up. This is what Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama want to take away from you. The basic rights in that Constitution the balance of powers built into the federal government all that they want to destroy and they're in the process of destroying and you don't even know it because you don't have never been taught what the constitution actually says and what it means this is what we're facing out there ladies and gentlemen and campuses have you know for years been a bastion of liberalism uh, this was the case when I was in college many, many years ago. I went to LSU, Louisiana State University, and we had conservative professors there, but we also had liberal professors. And we had the liberal organizations, and they back then the big contention was the Vietnam War, being opposed to the Vietnam War, and it was amazing to me no
0: problem.
1: that most of the people opposing the Vietnam War did not even know where or Vietnam was knew nothing about what was happening there. If, if Their if professor said America bad, communism good of, uh, therefore
2: go grunt and I, I oppose the war uh, be quite honest I,
1: that was all they were told they didn't know anything. I remember being called, word called word to debate word. one time you know. on a local radio station I was debating a on. young lady who was a member of one of the anti-Vietnam uh, War groups there. My, my and she was saying all kinds of things that, that were absolutely untrue Sound about cool. the situation in Vietnam. She knew nothing of the history of the country. She knew nothing about the dictatorship in the North and how brutal it was. And I started explaining some of this stuff to her. And she actually came out and said something that caused... All the technicians in the show, on the show, they just break out laughing. And she came and got flustered with the fact that I knew what I was talking about. She didn't. And she said, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. And that's what we have on college campuses today, except multiply by a hundredfold. We have a bunch of wimps on college campuses. They whine when they don't get their way. And they don't want to hear the truth about anything. They don't want to hear the truth about gun control. They don't want to hear the truth about socialism. They don't want to hear the truth about ISIS or the truth about Islamic terrorism. They want safe zones. Oh, my God. They're coming out and they're saying, Oh, my God, I have to be saved from this I'm being traumatized by the words Second Amendment I'm being traumatized by the word freedom I'm being traumatized if you say the name of Donald Trump or Ted Cruz I'm being traumatized if I don't get in my way if somebody says that something against a group like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter can do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. They can threaten whoever they want. They can do whatever they want. There's no safe zones from Black Lives Matter. There's no safe zones from Occupy Wall Street. There's no safe zones from any of the crazies out there. But on the college campuses, the wimps, the losers, the socialists, are demanding safe zones so they don't have to listen to any of the rest of us exercise our freedom of speech. See, that's the whole point they have. That's what these liberal professors have been doing for years. They don't want freedom of speech unless they control it. You always hear, you know, college professors are saying, oh, universities are the bastions of free thought. But then when it gets right down to it, The free thought only extends to the people that agree with the liberal college professors. It doesn't extend to the average student. It certainly doesn't extend to the students who profess to be conservatives or Christians. More and more we're hearing of students being punished, having their grades, having given failing grades, because they do things like profess their belief in Jesus Christ. Or profess their belief in a free market economy. Or support the Constitution. Support the Second Amendment. Support freedom of religion. You get punished for that these days. Not just in the colleges, but now in the high schools, even the elementary schools, it's happening. So we have the wimps hiding in the safe zones and demanding more of them. Some female professor came out the other day, and she's in in charge, I forget which university it is, uh, but she's in charge of the safe zones, setting up safe zones for these poor wimps and these losers. And she came out and said it was racist to talk about black men raping or murdering white women. At any time a black man raped or murdered a white woman, you could not point that out. You could not say that that is what happened. You could not mention the fact that it was a black man and a white woman. If you did, you were being a racist. So in other words, telling the truth can be racist. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I'm going to keep telling the truth, and I'm not going to be intimidated by the wimps and the losers and the communists and the socialists and the chronic liars like Hillary Clinton. I'm not going to be intimidated, and I'm certainly not going to be intimidated by the ISIS supporters or the radical Muslims or the Islamic jihadists. Or by the news media that tells me I can't talk about them. Because I'm going to continue to talk about them. And I'm going to continue to push for us to have a secure country. Which we're losing right now. Did you know, by the way, that uh, today it was announced that the first of the Syrian refugee families is being brought to this country now under the speeding up of the process to bring in Syrian refugees. Bunk. What they're trying to do is say, well, this person, this family's been vetted very carefully because they've been refugees for several years. Obama has been sneaking in refugees from Syria, Somalia, Yemen, other places where terrorism is rampant for several years now and putting them in American cities. Right now in the state of Texas, the city with the highest crime rate is not San Antonio, it's not Houston, it's not El Paso, it's not Dallas. It's Amarillo. Located in the Texas Panhandle. A small city. A cowboy town for all intents and purposes. It used to be a very safe place to live. But they elected a liberal mayor out there who decided that he was going to turn Amarillo into a safe haven for mid-eastern refugees. Doesn't matter what country they came from, doesn't matter who they were, they weren't going to be vetted, he just said, Dump them right here in this country, in this city. Within the last year, the crime in, in Amarillo has skyrocketed. Most of it is being committed by the illegals that are in that that city. Because he's also opened his arms in Sanctuary City and the illegals coming across the border in the city. They're committing crimes. They're taking over neighborhoods. They're doing exactly to Amarillo, exactly what's being done to Brussels and to Paris and the European cities. By the way, if you know this, because you probably haven't heard of the national media, but all of a sudden, Premier Merkel, Prime Minister Merkel in Germany and other leaders in Europe who have been welcoming in the Syrian refugees are suddenly going to put up millions and millions of dollars (coughs) to send to Turkey, where Turkey will take them back, and set them up in camps. Because the crime rate in Europe is getting out of hand, particularly crimes against women committed by Muslim men. According to Sharia law, women have no rights, women are property, women can be raped, women can be women can be murdered. And people are getting finally upset in Europe. So millions of dollars are going to be spent try to get rid of these refugees which were being welcomed with open arms just until a few months ago. But in Amarillo, hey, the mayor wants more of them. He's publicly come out and said, send us more. That's what's happening. Let's take our final break now.
2: Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution.
1: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy. Only on America's Web
0: Radio. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
2: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out Support USJF as they support you. You're
0: listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So we're talking today about what, what it looks like in this country and how everything is being distorted, basically. And it was a very important You're documentary listening to America's News we- recently. And I don't know if you saw it or not. It was about, Brett there was the host, and it was about the rising threat in this country from things like ISIS or in the world, from things groups like ISIS and from countries like Russia, and the shrinking of our military at the same time as being done by the Obama administration. And I keep up with all this. You know, I'm a veteran myself. I have two sons currently on active duty, and uh, I was commander of American Legion Post for two years. Of course, I write a lot about this on my blog which, by the way, you can go to michaelconnelly.jigsy.com and read my blog articles. I'm working on another one right now, which I hope to get posted probably over the weekend. But you can read the articles, and you can find out how to order copies of the book that I mentioned, Our Constitution, and order copies of my other books, too. The uh, novel, patriotic novel I've written uh, continues to sell well. It's called Ami A Story of America. And also the book about my of my dad's unit during World War II, with the Borderman. You can order copies directly from me, or you can find them on Amazon, on Kindle, on Amazon as eBooks. Barnes and Noble carries those two as eBooks, and then I have a couple of other books that offer as paperbacks on all the sites. So you can go to MichaelConnelly.Jigsy.com and see what I'm writing about on there. Because what I'm writing about is the military and veterans in a lot of cases. And that's why I know that the documentary that I saw on Fox News is accurate and very important. Because it shows that under the Obama administration, the, he has in, been intent on destroying the United States military capabilities in the world. And by doing so, has committed treason against the American people. He's provided aid and comfort to the enemy. The so-called Iran Treaty is a prime example. And if people out there in the media don't understand what's happening in the presidential election, particularly on the Republican side, and the revolt against the establishment, they don't understand how the American people felt when they saw a Republican-controlled Congress acquiesce to the President of the United States, sending a treaty through Congress, putting a treaty into effect with one of America's most implacable enemies that allows this enemy to get nuclear weapons and gave it money to finance terrorism around the world. And the American people watched this happen with virtually no opposition from the Republicans in both houses of Congress, which they control. And they wonder why people are upset. This documentary on Fox points out that Obama has cut our military, and again, this has been agreed to essentially by the Congress, both when it was control of the Democrats and then control the Republicans. Our military is now basically the same size as it was prior to World War II, prior to Pearl Harbor. We can't fight effectively. If the Russians decide to invade Eastern Europe, we can't do anything about it. We don't have the strength. We don't have a strategy to defeat ISIS. In fact, our strategy seems to be to help help ISIS grow and become stronger. We're under the gun. Obama has turned the United States military not into the elite fighting force that it used to be, but has turned turned it into a place for social experimentation. He's more interested in making sure that no chaplain in the United States military says anything against gay marriage. And it gays me allowed the military that he is in protecting the United States of America. He's more concerned with having politically correct decisions made like women are going to be in combat roles. All combat roles are going to be open to women. <clears throat> and in fact, women can be forced to go into combat roles, whether they want to or not. Now, there's been, there's been a big outcry among the women in the military excuse me, to be in combat? Well, actually, surveys being done have shown that 92% of the women in the military do not want to be in active combat roles. Does Obama care about that? No. He cares about politically correct. He cares about social experimentation. He mostly cares about bringing down the United States of America. Destroying our country, destroying our Constitution, destroying our freedom. Is Obama a Muslim? That question is asked by a lot of people. A lot of people think he is.
0: And, folks, I apologize. It seems that we've lost our connection with Michael in uh, Texas. I'll uh, see if we can get him back on the line right
2: quick. And... uh finish out the show. I'm, I'm not sure uh, what happened. But uh, we have a lot of trouble uh, with weather in, on
1: occasions. And uh, Okay, uh, Michael, I hope we got
2: you back on the line.
1: Yep. Okay, well it's all yours. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. The drones must be overhead again. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden it switched over to being conference call and obviously it was not. But I was talking about the documentary on Fox News. You need to look at that if you get a chance. I think they're going to be rebroadcasting it because it's very important. And everything in it is true. And it makes this election coming up all that more important. Now, we hear a lot about the contested convention. because it looks like on the Republican side, we may have what they call a contested convention. I have been. I was there for the last contestant convention that occurred in the Republican Party. It was 1976. Gerald Ford was the president of the United States. He had not been elected to that position. He had been appointed to that position, taken over when Richard Nixon resigned. Gerald Ford was running to be re-elected, re-nominated, or be nominated by the Republican Party and be re-elected. I didn't like Gerald Ford. A lot of conservatives didn't like him. We didn't trust him. We wanted to try to do something to put in Ronald Reagan, who I knew and who I ultimately worked for in his campaigns later. We went into that convention with no clear leader as far as delegates went. Gerald Ford seemed to have the lead, but we were working with delegates from all over the country to try to take that nomination away from Gerald Ford. The Republican establishment was opposing us. Gerald Ford was the establishment candidate. They didn't want some upstart conservative running. They figured that would cost them the election. It also cost them control of the party. You hear a lot of people talk about how close that was, that we came within 117 votes on the convention floor. Ladies and gentlemen, I was there. We came within nine votes on the convention floor. So there could be a contested convention. And if there is, one of the two candidates who are the front runners should ultimately be chosen. The idea that the Republican establishment can come in with somebody who has not been in the process or was rejected by voters and choose them and coordinate them to be the Republican nominee is the worst thing that could happen to the Republican Party. We need to win this election. If we do not, we're done as a country. And I hate to say that, but I believe it in my heart. We are done as a country. Because if Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders gets into office, and particularly if they bring in Democrat control of the Senate, we're gonna have left-wing Supreme Court justice has taken over. Our military is going to be completely destroyed. Our freedoms are going to go. So join with me in listening to this program, getting other people to listen, order copies of the constitutional booklet, and let's see if we can't do something to keep our country here. Thank you for listening.
0: I look forward to talking to you again next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio.